Good morning and welcome again to Inspirational Moments with Vera. For this year in 2023, I pray that we draw closer to God and that we are sensitive to hearing and obeying His voice. The word I have for you today, I hope it speaks to your heart just as it speaks to mine. I've asked God to help me keep the words of this message in the forefront of my own heart. Do you know if Satan can't get to you and me, he will try to get through to those we love? He will try to use them to cause us emotional instability, emotional turmoil. As we look at the life of Christ and we read the word of God, we know that Satan comes to attack those whom God loves. And he will use the very people we love against us when he sees he can't get to us. When our relationship with God is intimate, Satan will work relentlessly to move us out of our position, to get us unsettled in some way, in our thoughts, in our emotions, and even in the words we express to others. So he directs his attention to those we love, to try to steal our peace, to try to bring harm to us in some way. And if a loved one is not there, he will use whoever is there to get to you and me. So the next time someone comes at you in, a, in an offensive manner, look behind that person to see the real enemy. It is not the flesh and blood that you see in front of you warring against you. It is the enemy of our soul. He's using them. And when he succeeded, if he does succeed, when he's made a mess of things by getting us to war in the flesh, he leaves you feeling embarrassed and hurt and regretful or the relationship in shambles, or at least momentarily strained. But then he also comes back again and again. So we must rethink our strategy. We must rethink what we're doing and how we are responding and how we are reacting to spiritual attacks so we can be ready the next time. We must think to do things God's way and not the way of the flesh. The enemy is relentless and working to get things unsettled in our lives or in our emotions. And we are to be just as relentless in using spiritual weaponry. We must be swift in telling Satan to get thee behind me, just as Christ did with Peter in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 23, and in the book of Mark, chapter 8, verse 33. For we are told the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the d- destruction of fortresses. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Satan doesn't belong in your space, and we've got to let him know when he is out of place with you and me. To be victorious in this spiritual battle, we must fight in the spirit dressed in the armor of God and not in the flesh because fighting flesh with flesh does not win for us. It doesn't change anything. It only prolongs things. It only makes things worse. Even if you have to speak words quietly, depending on where you are and what's going on, tell the enemy where to go to get thee behind you because he can hear that quiet voice too. Our words have power and the enemy knows that. But do we know that? The enemy works his tactics to keep us from knowing who we are in Christ. 
to keep us so engaged in a fleshly battle that we feel helpless like a defeated foe because we've taken our eyes off the truth that we are fighting a spiritual battle. God's power is moving through us at all times because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Not too long ago, a very close friend of mine opened her doors to one of her closest relatives. And she said no sooner than her close relative came to stay with her, Satan started working through her loved one to get to her. At first, she said she tried to reason with her loved one, but that didn't work because he kept getting upset and provoking her. But thank God for his awesome wisdom and timely intervention The light came on and she stopped dead in her tracks and told Satan just where to go, to get thee behind me, and then watched as her loved one changed his attitude right before her eyes. Our words truly have power. But we must know beforehand the enemy is relentless as he came back again to my friend. But she was aware now of the spiritual battle she faced and she told him again where to go. She also turned to praying, and she had me join with her. Satan doesn't want us to know how powerful our weaponry is in Christ. The armor of God, our prayers, righteousness, the gospel, the words of God we speak as directed by the Holy Spirit. He wants to keep us engaging flesh with flesh. But if God brought that person before you, there is a divine reason for God allowing that person to come into your life. It may be a form of spiritual attack that ensues, but God is trying to reach that person, to pull that person out of the pit of despair. So we must respond using spiritual insight dressed in the full armor of God and not respond led by the the flesh. I know it's tough when you want a relationship to work and you see it is not working. But if we give in to obstinate behaviors, if we allow turmoil to leave us without seeing spiritual options, the enemy will continue to work to bind us in the very place he has bound that person warring against us. It is when you rise up in faith and do what Christ did with Peter as we are dressed in the arm of God and using prayer, even using anointed oil, the battle begins to change in our favor even when we can't see it. We don't want to stay in an emotional battle when it is a spiritual problem. When you have a heart after God, you are ripe for attack. And if Satan can't do anything to move you out of your position, he will try to work through those closest to you, those he has a hold of. He wants to keep them living in turmoil on the inside until it becomes home to them and they don't even notice what's going on. They have become accustomed to living in spiritual blindness. And when they are living in spiritual blindness, people will talk to you like God ain't listening. Pray for the people you love when you see them acting up as you interact with them. And pray for those who you may not be close to whenever the enemy is using them. 
But don't only pray that that person will be convicted of their behavior, but pray that they will be transformed and turned to repentance because conviction alone is not enough. A person can be convicted and keep right on doing the same thing over and over again because they haven't been converted. They haven't expressed godly sorrow. Expressing only emotional sorrow is not a true indication of changed behavior, but changed behavior is. It is godly sorrow working in a person after wronging someone, which leads to repentance. Godly sorrow comes from the heart. It's not just emotional sorrow. Godly sorrow breaks the cycle of repeating wrongful behaviors. We can look at the story of David running from King Saul in the book of 1 Samuel to see this. We see Saul chasing after David to harm his life. And we see that Saul felt conviction more than once. He even said to David in the 24th chapter, May the Lord therefore reward you with good. Saul spoke kind words to David after David spared his life. And Saul even gave up chasing after David and went home. But that was short-lived because the next time we find mention of King Saul and David, Saul was coming after David again, but this time with 3,000 chosen men of Israel. Saul had expressed sorrow, but not godly sorrow, for he did not change his behavior. There was no transformation of Saul's heart. Godly sorrow is where one will turn and repent and stop doing what they've been doing because what they've been doing is no longer home to them now. Sometimes we must ask God to do for us what we can't do for ourselves to correct ill behaviors because the strength is not in us, it is in Him. We must surrender to God when we want to make changes. Change is supposed to happen in saints of God when behaviors and attitudes do not reflect His love. I want to share words from a few notes that I keep on my desktop. The first small note says, Trouble is a sign to your life to produce out of you what nothing else could. The second note reads, Satan attacks the one that has the biggest abilities to threaten what he's trying to build. And the third note says, Thank God that whatever is on you is so big, you are on Satan's radar. These are some very powerful words of truth. You are a threat to Satan. Something else I've noticed about people Satan uses is when they are stuck in repeated ill behaviors, they will try to tell you that you are stuck in the past when you try to tell them the truth about themselves. They don't want to take accountability for their behaviors. They don't want to be told the truth. So they try to tell you that you are the one stuck. But in all truthfulness, they are the one stuck. Because when you are able to rise up and hold someone accountable, you are actually free. It is these people that are stuck in the past because they continually repeat the same behaviors towards you. They are stuck when they won't accept accountability. 
Now, if, if, if you allow someone to keep hitting you over the head, then yes, you, you would be stuck. But when you stop allowing someone's ill behaviors to impact your life, you become free. Forgiving someone doesn't mean you have to place that person back again in the same position in your life. Those are two entirely different things. Satan is relentless in using people to wreak havoc, to try to influence your stand in Christ. And that cycle needs to be broken. Satan goes after the ones not strong in God to use them against you, whoever they might be. You know, today it seems people are easily agitated, easy to fly off the handle, and I, and I don't think they see that Satan is working through them to keep them where they are. I don't think they've reached the place of understanding the words of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, where we are told, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the force, the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And I don't think they know, or either they don't reflect on what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, where Paul said, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. And they don't see the words of verse 4 that I mentioned earlier, when I said the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We must become aware of Satan trying to use us and aware of when he is using us. Spiritual blindness is an awful sickness. What God has prepared us for We should focus on living out our godly purpose and not be distracted from being who we are in Christ, from being about our Father's business. We must be aware of our stand in Christ, and we must be aware of every idle word we speak to one another, because as God said in his word, whatever you do to the least of my brethren, you do unto me. We cannot separate our relationship with others from our relationship with God. We must be willing to take accountability for our actions because when we do, it can bring restoration. It can bring recovery. God wants us to be, to be content in every season of life. So when we meet contention, we must know in advance the battle already belongs to him. So we must follow his charge to do our part to stand his way in the midst of the battle. We are not to war against one another. Loving ourselves in the image of who God created us to be can get us to see ourselves. And it can help us to see clearly the attacks of the enemy as we surrender to God and accept who he says we are in him. God wants us to love him enough to stand in the battle his way so that we are not found warring against flesh and blood, especially with those he loves. My prayer for us this morning is, God, help us to see through spiritual eyes and not through the eyes of the flesh. 
Help us, Lord, to take up accountability for our behaviors, which cannot be separated from who we are in you and who you are in us. Thank you, Father God, for hearing this prayer and giving us eyes to see that what we do to one another, we do the same to you because it is just that much closeness between you and us. Father, we need your help to stay aware that the battle we fight is a spiritual one. Help us to be determined not to allow the enemy to use us against one another. And if he does, Lord, help us to be quick to repent and to follow after you. Help us to stay dressed in your armor at all times. We thank you, Father, that our victory is found in you. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen.